Would everyone say a morning of bliss with Pastor Chris? Amen, amen. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing? Good. I have a very, very American accent. I have found out since I've been in South, Ameri- South Africa. And so um, if you do not understand me, it's okay. I don't understand myself sometimes. Um, but we, we, uh, we thoroughly enjoy uh, the opportunity to be here. Uh, with you all and part of our Every Nation family. Uh, it's just amazing that we can go all across the world and have spiritual family. Anybody else grateful about that right there? Amen. Uh, so my wife, Sherelle, if you could raise your hand, babe. Uh, she, uh, she is with me. Come on, y'all show her some love. And uh, we've had an opportunity to meet some awesome people. Uh, Pastor Mike and Bianca had a chance to have dinner with them. They're really cool. And um, we, we had a chance to have, uh, see a show as well. That was really cool. Uh, as, and, and also having dinner with Pastor Andrew and Pastor Carol. Um, it's, it's great to hear all the great things that's happening. Uh, Gemeinschaft, you, you, you highlighted that one. Uh, it's a, it's a, what we call a transitional facility when people get out of uh, penitentiary or uh, when they've been locked up and um, they, wouldn't lack, they wouldn't let them out. And uh, <laughs> so they had substance abuse issues. And so I used to be a substance abuse counselor as well. Uh, and so the great thing is, uh, more than anything, we love Jesus and we're excited uh, to be here with you all. I do believe there's a word from the Lord today, and I want to be able to share that uh, with you all. Mark chapter 7, verses 31 through 37. Mark chapter 7, verses 31 through 37. And I'm reading out of the New King James Version. There are many other versions of the Bible that you still can get to heaven with. Uh, so I don't want you to think if you're not used to this version, um, that it's not good. Uh, so Mark chapter 7, verses 31 through 37. Uh, do you guys stand or anything when you read the word at all? Oh, yeah. Not normally? Well, I believe, I believe participation is better than observation. Uh, and that's something that we practice. That's one of our house habits at our church. Participation is better than? There we go. Participation is better than? So let us stand. I'm going to read the Word of God. We're going to stand in reverence uh, of the Word of God. And it reads as such. It says, again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis and the sea, to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they begged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Ew. (laughs) Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be open. Immediately his ears were open, and the impediment of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one. But the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. If I could use for a title, topic, subject, and focus this morning, it would simply be the, the word that Jesus said, Ephatha, be open. Look at your neighbor and ask him, are you ready to be open? Amen. You may be seated. Be open. Be open. Um, as I share in these few moments with you all, 
uh, a couple thoughts we're gonna we're gonna cover throughout this story here uh, is that we believe that Jesus uh, is instructing us to be open to believe, to be open to hear, to be open to speak, and to be open to share. Open to believe, open to hear, open to speak, and open to share. Let us pray for a moment, Father. We thank you so much for who you are. We're grateful we can call you Father, which means we all are your children. And so, Lord, as we come here today, God, we ask that you would do what only you can do. God, we ask that you would minimize distraction, maximize focus. May our ears and our hearts and our minds be open to receive what it is you have for us. God, let us not come here and leave the same way we came in. Lord, I pray even as I speak, Lord, that it's not about me and it's all about you. So, Lord, I decrease that you may increase, that if people do not remember who Chris Johnson is, may they remember that Christ Jesus is their Savior. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Open, open. Uh, we have been given five senses to be able to relate to the world around us. Uh, hearing, seeing, uh, taste, I like to taste one, uh, touch, and smell. These five senses are given to all human beings, and they are there to help us relate to the world around us, hearing, seeing, taste, touch, and smell. However, when you have activated your spiritual life, you know that there's another sense that helps us relate to the world around us and the God above us, and that sense is faith. Does anybody have faith sense in here? Uh, we also recognize that without faith, it is impossible to please God. It says, whomever comes to him must believe that, one, he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Um, the beautiful thing about faith is that if I don't see it, if I cannot touch it, if I cannot smell it, but the only thing that's required is for me to believe it. Is there anybody that has faith sense in here? And so what we find here in this story is that this man that has been brought to Jesus, two, uh, one, two of his senses are the sense handicapped. Uh, we find that, he, has, that he, is, uh, he is described to be deaf and have an impediment of his tongue. Now, what's interesting here is when, when he's brought to Jesus, the, Jesus only says one word in Aramaic but two words in the English language. He says, Ephatha, be open. Now, when we talk about this idea of being open, this means that something was closed and something was not functioning the way God designed for it to function. Somebody say, be open. And what Jesus recognized is that the thing and the person that had been brought to him was not functioning the way he had designed it. Let me say that again. What Jesus recognized was the thing that he had created was not functioning the way he had designed it which means he now puts a word on it to restore it to where it should be. And what we find is that when you have faith and Jesus in the same place at the same time, he turns a normal situation into a supernatural opportunity. <laughs> I like it because this man, is, this man does not have a name. He only has an ailment. How many of us have been known for our ailment rather than a name? People can tell you everything about what you have done and less about who you are. This man does not have a name, but he is a deaf man and has an impediment of speech. 
Now what we find is what Jesus looks at this man and he begins to speak to him. He says, open up. And I believe that's the simple word that I want to leave you with today. Open up. I believe that can go across the, uh, the, the, the language barriers. I believe that can go across the accent barrier. Everybody shout, open up. And see, I believe that there are some of us here today that this is a normal Sunday morning that you thought, but I believe that Jesus is in this place. And I believe if you have faith and if Jesus is in this place, that you should not leave the same way you came in. I came to bring a word of restoration. A word that builds faith. A word that opens up things that have been closed. A word that restores things to operate the way that the Lord has designed it. For some of you all, this is going to be your family. For some of you all, this is going to be your marriage. For some of you all, this is going to be your finances. For some of you all, it's going to be your health. Whatever it is that is not operating the way God designed it, I speak to it open up. So we find that this man is brought to Jesus by some friends. Uh, it says in verse 33, it says that they brought him, they brought, they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. Now, the first thing is I want to cover is we must be open to believe. Now, when we look at this guy, th these people that brought this man to Jesus, um, I, 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 just, I just recognize that it, it is good to have faithful and faith-filled friends around you. Now, I got to say both because faithful friends that are not faith-filled can't change a thing. <laughs> Some of us have faithful friends that they'll just be with you wherever you are, but they don't change a thing. Some of us have faithful friends that were faithful when we were in our sin. <laughs> they didn't change a thing. They just knew if you were doing it, I'm doing it too. Faithful friends. We like them because we can depend on them. When it gets bored, it's the faithful friend you call up. What you doing? The same thing you're doing. <laughs> But it's good and it's better when we have faithful friends that are faith-filled. Now, they brought this man who had an impediment and was deaf. They brought him to Jesus, believing, and they begged Jesus this. They said, Jesus, will you please touch our friend? See, the difference between a faithful friend that doesn't have faith and a faithful friend that is faith-filled, they still believe that one touch from Jesus can change some things. Ah. <laughs> uh. See, when, see they, they begged him. They said, Jesus, touch our friend. They, they, it wasn't, they, didn't, have a, they didn't have an ailment or, or an impediment, but they took the pressure and the pain of their friend to Jesus. Now, Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says this. It says that we ought to bear one another's burdens to fulfill the law of the Lord. Jesus in John 13 washes the disciples' feet, sets an example, and gives them a new commandment. He says this, love one another, and by this the world would know that you are my disciples. This means whether in North America or the continent of Africa or South America or in Europe, if you love one another, if you're faithful and faithful, the world would know that you are my disciples. And so we find the first element of seeing things open up is that somebody must be open to believe. Have you ever been in a situation where you gave up on praying, but those who loved you did not stop praying? Faithful and faithful friends. Have you ever been a time when you didn't know what to pray? It's not that you didn't want to, but you ran out of what to pray. And then somebody else said, I believe Jesus still can change it. I love it when people have faith. When I don't have faith, I run out real quick. I, I'm telling y'all, I'm, I'm up here by faith. My, my wife has more faith than me. 
Sometimes it's times when I don't want to do it right. Sometimes it's when I can't do it right. But faithful and faith-filled friends continue to bring you to Jesus. See, the difference is you can have people who are around you that, 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 that don't like you, but if they still got faith, I call them friends. <laughs> I'm telling you, this will help you get over, this will help you get over some church issues. See, you ain't got to like everybody that's up here, but if they have faith on your behalf, call them a friend. Think about this. Jesus called Peter a friend when he knew he was going to deny him three times. I'm just trying to be like Jesus. Right? And so the first thing we see is that we must be open to believe. Now, here's the thing. When we, it, this is not the only instance where we see somebody bring somebody to Jesus that has, it, that has an issue, and it wasn't their issue, but they believed on somebody else's behalf. Somebody said, give me an example. Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. That helps me. There was a centurion who had a servant that was sick. The centurion came to Jesus. The centurion was not a believer. The centurion came to Jesus and said, I have a servant that's sick that believes in you. I don't believe in you, but can you heal him? Jesus says, yes, I'll heal him, and I'll come to your house. The centurion says, hold on. Now, I'm a man of authority like you. Now, when I tell people jump, they say, ha, ha. When I tell them where to go, they go. And now I just believe if you just send the word, y'all ain't caught it yet. I believe if you just send the word, he'll be healed. Jesus' response was, he says that he was amazed by his faith, and he had not seen any faith like that in Israel. Do we have anybody here that has faith that amazed Jesus? <laughs> the centurion didn't even believe, but when he, when he said just send the word, Jesus says, now, now listen, you're working with some different type of faith here. Listen here, Bartholomew, Simon, and, uh, and Judas, y'all need to pay attention. <laughs> this is the type of faith you're going to need. Judas, I know you're not going to be around for long, but just pay attention. <laughs> there's another example. There's this, there's this moment Jesus was preaching, and, and Jesus was preaching, and when he preached, a lot of people showed up. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, one time so many people showed up, he fed uh, 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread. So when he preached, a lot of people showed up, or either they were hungry. Either way, people showed up. So there was this instance where Jesus was preaching, and he was in a house. And then there was these friends that, there was these friends that had a friend that was paralyzed. They came to where Jesus was. It was so packed that they, Jesus should have went to two services. I just, I just got that. Thank you for the revelation. <laughs> Jesus could have said, meet me at Temple 9 and 11. <laughs> we have parking issues. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so the, the house was so packed, people felt like they didn't even have room to get to Jesus. What these guys did, they opened up the roof. Now, I would have been mad if I owned the house, number one. But they went and they opened up the roof and lowered down the paralyzed man in front of Jesus. Now, if I was preaching and the roof opened up and somebody came down, I would have said, Pastor Carol, this is you. <laughs> you have that or not. So, so, so they lowered him down. They lowered him down in front of Jesus. Now, catch this. It says Jesus saw the faith of his friends. Saw the faith of his friends and says, your sins are forgiven. If we want to see some things open up, we have to believe on some other people's behalf. So when you go to two services, you're going to be bringing people in here to have an encounter with Jesus that they would have never known they could have. 
we have to be open to believe. We got to be open to believe that just one touch from Jesus still can change a thing. The woman with the issue of blood demonstrated. She did something that nobody else had done. Is there anybody here that believes? And so you got to be open to believe if you want to see things open up. See, I just believe when we are open, it allows Jesus to flow in us and through us. It allows us to not just be the mission field that Jesus comes to, but the missionaries that goes to the mission field as well. Some of us have gotten comfortable just being in the mission field of his redemptive work. But when you recognize that once you have been the mission field, he's fulfilled his mission, redeemed your soul, saved you, sanctified you, filled you with this precious promise of the Holy Spirit, it's now time for you to activate your faith on somebody else's behalf. Now, this man, it says that he was deaf and had a speech impediment. He was deaf. And I believe that the deafness, that the reason why this is included in our Holy Scriptures is it's not just talking about physical death. It does talk about the physical healing, but it's not just talking about physical death. Because the man could not have faith because he could not hear. Somebody say, prove it. Faith comes by. Right? And so, because he's deaf, he can't have the faith to believe. Right. So when you got somebody else that's open to believe, they now open us to hear. And so that's our next thought. You must be open to hear. So now Jesus, I love Jesus' strategy here. They bring him to Jesus, and Jesus sees what's happening. It says that Jesus takes him aside from the crowd, puts his finger in his ear, spits on his hand, and touches his tongue. I will be doing this at the end of service if anybody needs I, 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 I purchased some special mints for you. I'm going to spit on my, no, I'm joking. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. So Jesus, Jesus takes him aside, and these little details are important. When you're reading your word, there are certain things that pop out. Jesus takes him aside in verse 33. Uh, he takes him aside from the multitude, put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Now, when we talk about the idea of being open to hear, before Jesus said anything, he did some things. Now, uh, Pastor Mike, I'm going to use you for a little bit. Can you come here for, for a second? You're taller than me, so don't. Uh, it makes me feel real short now. <laughs> it's okay. And so, you're going to be the deaf man, okay, just because I got to speak. That's all. Uh, you can see you're deaf. That's blind. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know. You was like, whatever, open up my eyes so I can see, Lord. Uh, and, so, and so what Jesus does, uh, let's, let's come about, about to the, and in, 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 you're in the multitude. And so they bring him, and he's deaf, and he cannot speak. So what Jesus does, he ushers him away from the multitude. Just come, just come with me right here. Yep, yep. yep. All right, and so, so he ushers him away from the multitude. Now, when he ushers them away from the multitude, I'm not going to put my finger in your ears, nor am I going to touch your tongue. Bianca might hit me, okay? And so, and so what he does, though, when he takes him out of the multitude, you have to recognize because he is deaf, this means he can be easily confused by what's happening. Because he has to use his eyes to be able to communicate with people. So Jesus takes him aside to let him know, one, no matter what your impediment is, I'm going to make it personal between you and I. No matter what your handicap is, I know you once was among the multitude, but sometimes I want to deal with you away from the multitude. See, some of us are going to get this because you're in the multitude now, but when you get home, that's when he's really going to deal with you. 
See, some of us have been distracted by how somebody else is how somebody else worships. Have you ever been in church sometimes and somebody else worship and look like they're closer to heaven than you? Anybody? You know, they just got it. They they all in rhythm and everything, and you just How do I really, do I lift my hand forward? Does that mean something? I want to receive, right, and then look like somebody, and you get distracted. Anybody else got distracted in worship before? And so he takes him aside, and, and what he does when he touches his ear and he touches his tongue, it's kind of like universal sign language of saying, can you hear or either can you speak? What's crazy is this. Jesus communicates to him in his infirmity, even though he's going to heal him out of his infirmity. Okay, maybe you ain't cost it yet. So you may be in your addiction, in your struggle, in your infirmity. He's saying that I will communicate with you where you are and still bring you to where you're supposed to be. This is why he shows up in this is why he shows up in Egypt before he takes him out of Egypt to let him know I'll communicate with you while you're in bondage. Some of us have been waiting for deliverance to hear his voice. He's saying, if you hear my voice, I'll lead you to deliverance. And so he takes them aside. He takes them aside and let them know, one, this is personal. Because what you feel is what I feel. Aren't you glad that we have a high priest that can sympathize and empathize with us in all manners of weakness? And so, and so, so he takes them aside. He touches his ear, touches his tongue, and he's communicating with him. And he said, I'm willing to touch you in your area of brokenness. Jesus ministers to this man in the midst of his shame. In the midst of the place that he has not been able to be ministered to in his whole life. Some of us have places like that now. You're afraid for people to get around certain areas of your life because you don't even understand it. You're afraid for certain people to touch your area of brokenness because you're afraid that they're going to add to the brokenness that's already there. Jesus touches him there, and you, gotta, you better believe whatever Jesus touches changes. And so he takes him aside from the multitude, touches his ear, touches his tongue, and then he spat, he spat, on, his, he spat on his finger. I'm not going to spit on you, brother. Uh, he, he spat. And what we find is that Mark uses unique examples of Jesus using the elements to be able to perform miracles. Okay? Now, now uh, hopefully, hopefully you follow this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, he spoke the world into existence. It was formless without void. He sent this word and he created the earth. And so because of sin, the earth was broken. Okay, we follow that, right? And so, but Jesus being, being the word, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And then the word incarnated and became flesh. He brings order back to the world. Y'all follow me? And so when we get to Mark, and he uses the example of Jesus using something natural, just like when Jesus made the mud to be able to put over the guy's eyes who were blind, who was blind, it shows us that Jesus is showing us wherever my word touches, I release the potential. And historically, in the Slava, they would consider it having some healing element. And so now Jesus is saying, I'm going to use something that people don't even think that can happen. Don't you know Jesus didn't have to do none of this? But he gives us an example of teaching us how to pray for people at a point of faith. And so when James talks about us using anointing oil, because we ain't got to spit on our hands anymore, 
He talks about us using anointing oil to lay hands and the sick would be healed and those that are oppressed would be delivered. He's teaching us that when you make a point of contact, you release the power of God between, between you and the other person. That when you have faith and anointing, sometimes it's the touch that's going to do it. Because at this point, I'm expressing faith. I could pray over here silently and you never knew I prayed. But for me to do this is for me to show that I am aware of what's happening and I'm believing God would touch exactly what I'm touching. So when she, so when Pastor Carol said, if, you, if it's okay for the person to touch your place of pain, it's saying that there's a point of contact where I'm releasing my faith onto you. These are not just church traditions. These are Jesus' examples. And when you understand the example, guess what? If I'm the one being touched and I see it working all throughout the Bible, my faith is activated. And when my faith is activated, my faith plus your faith, I believe a mountain can move. Amen? Amen. And so he touches, so he, so he brings him aside and he speaks to him and he says, Ephatha, be open. Thank you, Mike. I'm, I'm good, I think. I think. Thank you for walking away from the Mike, you, you rock. And so when we, look at, when we look at what Jesus does, he speaks to him, and he speaks Ephatha, and understand when he speaks it, the man can't hear it. <laughs> there are some words that God has already spoken over your life that you have not heard yet. You only live in the result of what he has said. Wow. I just, that blessed me. So he gives us the senses, hearing, seeing, touch, smell, right? And he gives us the senses because when we can't hear it, we'll see it. Oh, y'all still think I got Oh, taste and so he uses the senses to continue to help us to be able to see, touch, feel, smell him because we are a sweet aroma. Don't you see all throughout the Bible, the human senses we have are ultimately for us to relate with him. So when a sense is gone, when somebody's paralytic, they cannot feel, he says, I have to restore it because this is a way that you can relate to me. I need you to see the goodness of the Lord. I need you to hear the word so your faith can be built. And so Jesus is restoring his senses, and he says, Ephatha, be open. And I, I don't know what it is for some of us today. We may have had some things that's, that's been preventing us from being able to hear the word of God in our lives. This man was deaf probably from birth. It doesn't indicate how long he's been deaf, but he probably was deaf from birth. Some of us are dealing with spiritual deafness where it has been difficult for us to hear the word of God. It's been difficult for us to have faith, and our faith tank is running on empty. And today, I believe the word of the Lord for you, for your hearing, for your spiritual hearing is be open. You must be open to hear. Now, I like this because what it shows, it says, it says the way it describes what this man is dealing with, it says he was deaf and had an impediment of speech as if they were separate. But most of us know that when someone is deaf, it hinders their ability to speak as well. And so if Jesus just would have healed the speech impediment and never healed the hearing impediment, he, he, he still wouldn't have been whole. Well, so what Jesus does, he heals his hearing, and then it says he spoke plainly. That's, 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 that's good. That's really important. Because the, 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 the friends wanted him to touch Wanted him to touch. They didn't say touch his ear and touch his tongue. They just want him to touch. Again, when Jesus touches things, he makes them whole. 
And so right here, when it says that he spoke plainly, it, 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 it shows that it restores something to this man that is needed for us to live. Don't you know that you have the power of life and death in the tongue? And, 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 and when you have faith, it says, Jesus says, if you speak to this mountain, it shall be moved. But in order for me to have faith, I must first hear. And in order for me to speak, I got to hear. And so Jesus says, I am going to heal your hearing so then I can heal your speaking. And so for some of us today, we haven't been able to speak the things of God because we haven't been able to hear the things of God. So when curses and lies are combating your faith, Jesus says, if I heal your hearing, read your Bible every day, get the word when you come here on Sundays, don't just check in because I'm healing your hearing so that you can speak plainly. He doesn't say speak complicated. Now here's the thing. We don't have to speak Hebrew, Greek, or the Aramaic to be able to get through to God. And here's the, and here's the other beautiful part. He speaks plainly. On the day of Pentecost, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came, and when the Holy Spirit fell upon them, was tongues of fire, and they began to speak in other languages. And people who were all around came around and said, "Wow, I hear them declaring the wonderful works of God in my language." And what we find is that Jesus unified all peoples through language. We have a heavenly language that unifies us. We have a heavenly language that unifies us and, and it activates our faith that when our faith is here and we begin to speak the two work together and all of a sudden it opens up heaven. So Jesus in this moment, he, 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 heals, his, he heals his speech impediment and he spoke plainly, says his tongue was loose. I want to encourage somebody here today that I don't know what it is that you're facing, but I still believe that when you speak things into existence that's in God's will, that you will see it. I still believe that we can, that we can rebuke curses. We can, we can withstand the enemy with our words. We can receive truth. We can speak promises over our life. The world around you is going to remind you of your problems, but the God above you wants to remind you of his promises. And so when you have been healed to hear, you're then healed to speak. And now you can speak the promises of God in your life. It goes a little something like this. When you feel beat up and drugged down and drugged out, you can begin to speak who you are. You can say, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I am God's child. I am adopted. I can't call him Abba Father. When you have been healed to speak, you can claim what's rightfully yours. And so he, was, so he healed his speech impediment and he spoke plainly, spoke plainly. I want to make sure we get this. He spoke plainly. It wasn't complicated. Some of us, we feel like we don't know what we ought to pray, but I'm so grateful. Romans 8.26 says that we have the Holy Spirit that intercedes on our behalf with deep moans and groans that cannot be uttered in words. And so even when we can't speak, God gave us a promise that helps us speak. And when you follow Romans chapter 8, just I'm a Bible nerd at times. When you follow Romans 8, 26, and you get to 27 and 28 and 29, we find this promise here in verse 28. He says, and then because the Holy Spirit intercedes, in verse 27, Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf according to the will of the Father. Verse 28, and we know that all things work together for the good. 
for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Verse 29, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of the Son, that Jesus may be the firstborn over all humankind. Understand that when he releases you to speak plainly, he releases you to be in a position of transformation. He releases you to be more like Jesus. Ephatha. Ephatha. For some of us, we needed that for our hearing. For some of us, we needed that for our speaking. But here's the word, be open. If anybody has faith in here, somebody shout, be open. Before I leave you, I got I to gotta, I gotta share verse 36. It says, then he commanded them that they should not tell no one, but the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. This is the one place I do not see disobedience being rebuked. They had what we call the can't help it. They had witnessed something and they just couldn't help but share it. If you've witnessed the power of Jesus, you got to go and tell somebody. It says that they went and this is what they said. It says, and they were astonished beyond measure, saying, he has done all things well. You ever, <laughs> this is so funny. You ever been around people, they exaggerate what really happened? Some people are just great storytellers. What they saw Jesus do was heal this deaf man. He spoke plainly. But what they said was, he does all things well. <laughs> he does. Now, that's just a faith statement. He does all things well. What you will experience is this. that There are times when you may have only seen a portion of Jesus' goodness. But you have to have the faith to proclaim he does all things. See, you might face a problem you've never seen. But you have faced a problem you have seen solved by Christ. And that's what you proclaim. I believe he does all things well. And so they went and they let everybody know. Now, here's the beautiful thing, that when you have experienced something amazing, you have to be open to share it because it might not have been your testimony. It might not have been your deliverance, but you have been around other people that have experienced the power of Jesus. My question for you here in South Africa, will you go and share the good news with somebody else? Will you share the good news that you've seen other people heal, save, set free, and deliver? You've seen marriages come together. You've seen children come back. Will you share the good news? They spoke plainly and they said he does all things well. Now here's the thing. We find another moment when things were closed up because they had sent Jesus to the cross. Jesus had been wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. They hung him on the cross. And when they hung him on the cross, he died and they laid him in the grave. And the grave was closed up. Everybody said it was closed up. The women that got up to go see Jesus' grave, they wonder who would roll the stone away. But when they got there, it had already been. And so I believe that God can open up the things that are in our lives because he can open up a grave that release our salvation. And if Jesus, if God can raise Jesus from the dead, I believe he can open up my deaf ear. I believe he can open up my speech impediment. I believe he can open up my marriage. I believe he can open up my family. I believe he can open up this church if he can raise Jesus from the dead. I believe in the power of the resurrection. And so the greatest miracle to all mankind is salvation because that's the moment where he, he, he returned us back to the way he designed us to be conformed into the, image of the, into, into, into the image of the Son. Family, and I say that wholeheartedly, 
I believe that the Lord wants to open up some things in your lives today. I believe some of you all are on the brink of breakthrough, and today is the moment. You'll be able to look back on this day and say he did it. If it's not my faith, somebody else got faith in here for you. Somebody else is open to believe. Would you be open to hear the word today? Will you be open to hear the word that whom the Son sets free is free indeed? Will you be open to hear the word that he loves you more than you could ever love yourself? Will you be open to hear the word that he'll never leave you nor forsake you? Open to hear his promises. Will you be open to speak some things? Some things that you gave up on? When you get back home today, I dare you to look at your loved one that's been, that's been, just, just been hard to get along with and speak a word of love over them. Speak a word of encouragement. Will you open up today? Will you open up your hearts to Jesus? Maybe you're here today and you feel like everything is closed off. You feel separated. I believe this word that he spoke here in this text also relates to us. If your heart has been shut off, maybe you've been wounded. Maybe it's your faith that's been, that's been locked up. I speak a word that your faith is open. That mountains are moved. I speak a word that the spirit of heaven is be lifted. I speak a word that the spirit of infirmity be gone. Oppression, gone. Divisions, gone. Come on, do we have any faith-filled people in the place? Come on, let's go into a moment of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for who you are. Lord, we thank you for being our good, good father. We thank you for giving us a reason to believe. We thank you for touching us in the midst of our infirmity. We thank you for speaking a word to us today. And family, if you're here today and you need some places open up, can you go ahead and speak what those areas are? Come on, all across the building we're praying and we're speaking and we're asking and we're believing. Come on, be bold in it. Some of us are looking for direction in life. Lord, open up doors that no man can close. Some of us have people in our lives that are handicapped and they need Jesus. Whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. Will you have faith enough to bring their name to the Lord today? Come on, speak the name of those people that need him. Believe salvation for them. Lord, we thank you so much for who you are. God, we ask now, Lord, that you would do what only you can do in our hearts, in our situations. Lord, thank you for speaking your word. Simple but powerful that we should open up. Lord, we open up our faith to believe in you again. Well, places where we gave up, Lord, will you show up? Lord, for this church, I pray that this church will be and open heaven. That when people come in, that they will experience joy unspeakable. I pray that there will be peace that surpasses all understanding here in this church. God, I pray, Lord, for supernatural miracles to take place. I pray that people are blessed by association to this church. That this city is changed because of this church. Lord, I pray, Lord, your power be revealed. May your kingdom come. May your will be done in this place.
God, we thank you in advance. It's in Jesus' name we believe. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And family, if you believe God is going to do something and is already doing something, come on, can we make some crazy praise in this place? Come on, give him the fruit of your lips. You know what I, what I want to do is I just want to specifically, I feel like some people here, your marriages, you, you're believing for a breakthrough in your marriage. I feel like God wants to do that right now. So if that's you, just raise your hands. I feel like, I feel like God, you're believing for, for a breakthrough in your marriage. If, if your spouse is next to you, just uh, don't worry. Just raise your hand anyway. <laughs> Praise God, they're at church. But if that's you, just raise your hands. Hi, I just need to see you. I saw, saw one person. Anyone else? over there. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now, just, just I'm going to ask that all of you around them just begin to pray. Just as we heard, just put a point of contact, your hands on them. Thank you, Lord God. Right now, in Jesus' name, we declare these marriages healed. Lord God, we just declare right now, Lord God, that everything that the enemy has stolen will be returned sevenfold to them, Lord God. Right now, in Jesus' name, we declare these marriages opened in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And Lord, can we just celebrate over them? We just declare that what God has done, He will continue to do. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Awesome. Now, next thing, I believe that there are some people here that you're, you have members of your family or people that you love that don't know Jesus. And I feel like this is a breakthrough moment for them. I, think, I feel like we're going to declare over them something that will change them forever. I'm going to ask if you can just right now name them out loud. So just out of your mouth, I need those words to come. Don't worry about the person next to you. Just say them. Say them. And then I want us all to say this. In Jesus' name, I declare these people saved. In Jesus' name, I speak to the wrong thinking in their minds, and I command you to bow before the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you. Give the Lord a hand. And what I would love you to do is I'm going to ask you to make a commitment to contact them this week. Can you do that? Can you make a commitment to contact them this week, to invite them to church, to share a testimony of what God has done in your life? and to in some way interact with them around Jesus. Is that good with you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Church, two great announcements for you. We have Discover HP today, which means if you are interested in finding more about the church or if you are wanting to join the church in the um, Tulani venue, which is just, just the first venue up the hill to your right, we will be holding Discover HP at 11.30. So if you can head over there and if you will answer all your questions and we will tell you everything we know about this church and I'm sure Jesus will speak even more to you. And then um, also, if you are going to the World Conference, can we all just give the Lord a hand for the World Conference? In Cape Town, starting on Tuesday, if you are going... Um, we have a little gift for you. That we have a blue bandana with our name on it so that everyone will know, everyone will know that Every Nation Reimsuch is at the conference. So if that's you, if you could just meet Pastor Josie here under this uh, speaker on your right, 
um, she will have those to hand out to you. And you can get to meet all the people that you're going to see there at the conference so that when you walk into that hall, you can find someone that you know. Amen. Otherwise, visitors, we would love to see you at the visitor's table. Be blessed. May God be with you. May you have a week filled with Jesus. Don't leave here. Don't leave here uh, without getting to know someone you didn't know before. There is tea and coffee at the back. Pre-marriage people, please head to the Children's Church venue up at the top. God bless you. Give the Lord a hand and let's be on our way. Thank you, Pastor Chris. It was so great. Sorry, one last thing. If you have any need, we're asking you to come forward. We will pray for you. Ministry team, if you could come forward. Any physical ailments, we believe God is here to heal you. Also, if you just want more of the Holy Spirit, we will also be willing to pray for you. God will do something great. God bless you.